Sorry, I hit the wrong button there. Let me minimize meeting. You look like you've been out hiking. It's been like 85 and sunny the past oh, week I... here, so we've been outside quite a bit. Oh, it must, be, must be nice. Oh, oh trust me, it is. It's great. I've been out by my pool, chilling, <laughs> vibing. Our pool, it just like, for some reason, they don't maintain the pool that well unless it's summer, and it's just annoying. So I'd love to be by the pool, but I'm ready to go. I can't see myself. We can't see you either. Really? No, no we can. can. Is that okay if you can't see me, or do you want to see me? I'm trying to think matter. if that's going to be an issue. I don't see why it would be an issue. I mean, I, I'll be in here for the most part, but if I need to look at something, I'm going to dip out and check Google Slides, I guess. Kind of annoying. Very inconvenient. No, you're good. All right. We ready to roll. This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 20 of Banging on the Drum. Uh, I plan on making this episode the best episode yet. Uh, We are going to do the final four. Yeah, final four of the chain restaurant uh bracket here so that's going to get broken down in here and then with us not having much going last week whatever turned out a show we are making up for it this week riley is back riley say hi what's up everybody sorry for uh leaving you guys hanging last week so we missed him missed him big time and then mike as always number 20 we made it number 20 so halfway to the point where we need to have our shit together. I think we put it at 42. We need to have our shit together. So this is 50% right here. So we're going to so wait. Wait, go ahead. Sorry. What episode does the new NFL season start? Because I think that's probably when we need to actually have our shit together. No clue, dude. That's too much math and too little time to. Fair enough. So 42 was. Based on like that movie, right? Ghostbusters, baby. Go on and see it. That movie's great. Okay. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's definitely great. Have you seen it yet, Riley? Absolutely not. I'm not a movie guy. I'm not either. I became more of a movie guy. uh, But I was very impressed by by Ghostbusters. So I'll keep selling it. This episode is brought to you by Ghostbusters, the new one with Paul Rudd. And no spoilers, but the whole crew gets back together. So I just spoiled it for you. So you see them all. It is amazing. (laughs) Just touching. We are going to start like we normally do. We're going to go with our overs and unders. Then we're going to do some spicy meatballs, I think. So I reorganized our little document on the fly. I didn't actually reorganize it, but. But we're going to be doing that on the fly. And then we're going to get to the draft. You you people tuning in for that, you have to listen to our bullshit beforehand. So 
That's kind of a little trick we learned from the business. We got you on the hook for the the chain restaurant bracket. But anyways, overs and unders, who wants to start? I can uh, start this week, I guess. Riley's starting. Yeah. Okay, so I'll start with my under since we usually start, or I start with my overs usually. So my under felt like the biggest douchebag. I had to throw away one of my dog's toys because he opened it up and got into the stuffing and he'll just eat a, eat the stuffing because it's not the brightest dog. And I had to throw it away and I put it in the trash and he just like sat and stared at me. And it was honestly like just the worst feeling ever. It was awful, but. That is rough. Like we definitely have had dog toy discussions on here and you should have mm-hmm. known better by what I told you. I don't got the ball in the room, but man. No, I know. Lacrosse ball. Yeah. It's not even so like, So the other thing that we had done in the past when the dog would get into the stuffing, we'd pull all the stuffing, the rest of the stuffing out, throw that shit away, give them whatever's left back, right? Fill it with dog shit. No, no, just like leave it. We didn't care, right? If he has got all the cloth, if he rips that part up, we didn't care. The stuffing would end up all over the house. Like just the, like, I think we had a duck that rude, like ripped completely apart. We just pulled all the stuffing and the like squeaker out of it. And just gave the fucking. Did you guys ever have like? Does Donnie is Donnie a digger? I mean, I guess you probably don't have a um, where he can. He did like when he moved. When we got him the first like week, every time he'd go outside, he'd find like one spot and just dig. But like since then, he just he hasn't dug anything at all. They would always say that, like, if your dog, <clears throat> if you had, like, a yard where you just let your dog out and they dug holes was to fill, like, fill it with dog shit and then uh, put dirt back over it. But our dog <laughs> just digging the dog shit. And then he smells so, like dog shit. <laughs> yeah. So not not the best idea. I thought that's where Mike was going with filling his dog toy back up with dog shit so the dog doesn't want to play with it anymore. <laughs> nah, just empty it out. Give it back to him. Like, he might not like it quite as much, but at least you don't feel like an asshole for taking the whole thing from him. Yeah, we've done that. No, he, he's kind of – he will he thinks anything's a toy, so I'm sure he'll he'll love that. And then uh, my over, I went to the Fort Worth Zoo, and it was incredible. It was, I think, like 90 degrees and sunny. It was awesome. And then I saw some sick animals. Yeah, I saw the video of, like, how they set up the giraffe thing, like – where you're kind of on like a tall thing and the drafts like can mm. get out of your hands. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. That's probably one of the cooler things. What else? I I mean, they have everything. I'm not going to do an ad for forward zoo, but they have, it, it's a cool zoo. It's a cool zoo. Zoos. It stacks up to the good ones. I think. So do they have, what's your, what's your favorite animal at the zoo? It just depends on my mood, man. One day it could be like a, a gorilla or some shit like that or like a rhino or a giraffe it, but uh the gorillas were pretty sick they, they're pretty close to you so that pro- <laughs> that got my attention the most the orangutans were uh pretty electric yeah oh, hell yeah mike what's your favorite zoo animal uh i don't know so zoos depress me i go walking around the zoo and i'm like <laughs> these fuckers like they're just locked up Here's the guy that works in a fucking prison where people are locked up, right? And the zoo is depressing, right? But 
so we had a pass to the Kansas City Zoo. Our daughter like loved it. So we'd go all the time. So I kind of liked like the zebras and the, I think the zebras and giraffes were all in the same one in Kansas City. I can't remember now, but you could take a sky track and go over their whole area, which was pretty cool. Like a, like a ski lift type thing. A zip line? Like, no, like a ski lift. So you just sit and then you like circle around. And so you can like look at everything that's in like the desert or not the desert, but like where zebras, the Sahara type thing. That's a desert, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. The zebras and puppet grass, which I don't think is the Sahara. All both wrong answers. It's the prairie dogs, man. Those things are sweet. Like they'll no, they are. I think I've sent Pat the picture, but like Donnie, my dog, will like sit up like a fucking prairie dog and look exactly like them. I love the prairie dog. That's such a good call. Yeah. Prairie dogs and meerkats. I feel like that's like a Madison Zoo thing. Like that they don't do that in fucking real zoos. So the lacrosse lacrosse used to have a zoo by Myrick Park. I don't know if you guys used to go on, but I remember like, honestly, the best thing they probably had there was prairie dogs, like the most exotic Mm -hmm. thing. They went over to South Dakota and grabbed some prairie dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's, that's as far as we go for animals. We went to a zoo recently down here. It wasn't a zoo. It was like supposed to be some Tallahassee museum. And it ended up being a zoo. And they just had like animals in there that you see when you walk outside in Tallahassee. Like I didn't really get the, They had a couple foxes like and things in trees. But like other than that, they were like, look, there's a squirrel. I was like, is, is, that, is this exhibit like... like real or like do they just keep the fence open and whatever walks in there they stick the sign in front of it real quick like, I think we got a white tail like, go so on. I think like uh, uh, the Dells or Baraboo one of the two has something very very similar to that right like they have like chickens it's like great good job guys found some chickens it's just a dairy farm all right Mike you you roll into your go under first. I see your under already. So yeah, my my under's like super shitty, like worse than my dog shitty. So my great uncle passed away. So I have a funeral tomorrow, which uh so last Friday, I think he passed away. So like pretty shitty. My dad's my dad's uncle, my grandpa's brother passed away uh on Friday. So Gonna be a shitty day tomorrow. Do you, are you just, pretty close with your like great aunts and uncles? So not all of them, but uh, with George for sure I was. So uh, I mean, so he was at like family Christmas every year. He'd come down and visit my grandpa, and then like I remember staying at his house a couple times, or staying up in the cities, and then we'd be visiting him when we were up there. Right. And then we'd be out on the river. He had like, he lived on the St. Croix river in the cities for a while. And so like he, we were really close with my other great aunts and uncles. I don't remember being that close with. Right. Yeah. So then my grandpa and him were super close. Gotcha. Well, yeah, that's, that's a bummer. That's an under (laughs) like a huge bummer. I've had a couple of huge bummers on here. That might be the biggest one so far. Um, as far as overs go, I don't know. Like everything, 
like other than that, like my life is go smooth, right? So I don't have like a huge over. That's perfect. I mean, Mike's got a perfect life. So <laughs> the guy that, that doesn't it is not bad. Him. All right. So I will roll into mine. And mine are always way, I guess, lighter hearted unders. But I'm going to go back to last week. So, so I didn't get my full under in. I didn't get my full episode prep in, like where I think, like, what was the worst thing that happened to me? And the worst thing that happened to me, so I'm going to go in the past two weeks, is the experience of driving back home. So bachelor party ends Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever you want to call it. We start driving back Sunday. And just having to use so many public restrooms just kills me. Like, I cannot take a shit in a public restroom very well. It needs to be an emergency before I do it. And just like the stalwart of bathrooms in public places that's still not figured out just blows my mind. Like, why isn't it just like a stall down to... I get why it's like not down to the floor because you don't want to like trap it, even though <laughs> trap the smell. But but I guess it would go up though. Whatever. I don't know. But I don't get why there's so many bathrooms where I have to like peek through a crack to see if someone's shitting and have the awkward like eye contact while I'm peeking through the crack. Like if somebody is in there shitting, like let's figure this thing out because there's definitely ones out there where it's just like when it's locked, you see a red and you know not to go to it. And if it's open, there's green and you know you can go to it. But then anyways, an emergency did happen, had to use one. And I was just blown away by how negative the artwork in these stalls always are. It blows my mind. Like the most like racist and shitty things I see in my life are in scratched into public restrooms where it gave me the idea. We need to start putting positive messages. So if you are out there and you're willing to scratch shit into a bathroom, I've never done. <laughs> I've never been sitting in a bathroom like I hate this person. Like, like maybe the most I've ever done is like, wrote John's number and said, call if you want some good head or like, like something along those lines. But, but anyways, we're starting to spread positive messages in, in bathrooms. Like I want to see like some journey on boutique shit. Like you are beautiful. Like maybe that's, that's the turn your sister (laughs) should make there sell stuff to put in men's stalls. And if any of you ladies out there listening are like, I want to know, like, are girls' bathrooms that bad? Like, there's no, yeah, there's no bathroom. There's no way. Yeah, there's there's no no public bathroom in America for men. Uh, I'll take that back. There's, there's more public bathrooms out there with like swastikas and racist shit (laughs) and like just, like the most awful shit written in the bathroom. Like, I just don't know like how awful that poop has to be that you have to be like scratching some 
nasty shit on the wall too. Like there's anger in those things. Like it, it, it builds character. Like the first time you go into a public stall and like read a meth, like whatever racist like word is on there as like a 10 year old, you're like, Oh, like, damn. Yeah. You go out and you ask your parents, what does this mean? Yeah. Oh, yep. You you definitely learn some new, new words in there. Yeah. As a young kid, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. I can't even, yeah. Imagine sending my six-year-old nephew, like, Oh, you're supposed (laughs) to take a dump in there. Like (laughs) the best one I see in though is, uh, so I went in, I only had to pee this time, but some dude had his dog in it. It was a cute, it was a cute little puppy, but like the dude was taking a poop and he had his dog. I've never seen that one before. So there's like a little puppy barking at everybody, like under the stalls. But anyways, so yeah, that's, I think that's my million dollar idea. I want to start scratching like you're beautiful, even when you're pooping. On, on the wall like that's what i would like to read at least and selling ranch in brazil and then positive notes in the bathroom those are your million dollar ideas yes yep i like are. that hot so dogs, mark cuban mark hot cuban dogs in the country of georgia as well Jor- georgian people love hot dogs man they all look the really? same and they all like hot dogs <laughs> you open up a if you open up a Coney Island in Georgia, you are making bank, baby. You say hat in Afghanistan. So we were stationed with a lot of Georgian people. I'm going off on a tangent here, but but there was a challenge like the Americans would do is like if you were behind a Georgian in line, you could do the Georgian challenge and you just had to copy everything that they put on their plate to eat. And these are some big dudes. Like, they don't mess around. I, I, I'm pretty sure their, like, contribution to the base was driving around huge trucks in mine sweeping. Like, so they're hard asses, too. Like, the Georgians I met are hard asses. Like, they're looking to drive over, like, roadside bombs and shit and clear <laughs> clear, clear stuff. Yeah, no, no well, joke. Thank they're, you, Georgians. Thank yeah, you, Georgians. Georgians right. are awesome. I love them. The challenge was you just had to follow one of them in line and grab whatever they're grabbing. And if there was hot dogs on the grill that day, oh man, there was not hot dogs (laughs) after the Georgian guys walked through. And then they would just like go over to the sour cream. They love. (laughs) And that's, that was my new retirement plan was open a Coney Island in Georgia, (laughs) in Georgia, and then make sure I have sour cream with it so they can dip, dip the sour cream in it. So beef hot dogs or pork hot dogs? Or does it not matter? It, uh, I mean, it was Afghanistan, so whatever, whatever we got our hands on over there. Goat hot dogs. <laughs> they might, might be goat. Dogs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it was either. It might have been goat hot dogs. It might have. I mean, it's a hot dog, so it's like hooves yeah. and shit. Yeah. But yeah. hooves and shit. My over tangent, whatever. But my over so. My father-in-law, when we were in uh, Germany, he gave us, yeah, he collected World War II memorabilia, or his dad did, and his dad passed it down to him. And his dad was a World War II vet uh, who got a Nazi helmet. So the stuff I had was like Nazi stuff, 
And he, he gave it to me with the intention for me to bring it back and sell it. And I was very apprehensive about this. Like, I was like, I don't want to be dealing with like neo-Nazis and like shit like that, trying to unload this. And he gave me that the, we got a helmet, we got a Luftwaffe dagger, and then we got a World War One German helmet as well. And he gave me price points for all of them. And I'd been putzing around with it just because, like I said, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to sell Nazi stuff. And I end up walking into this store where they sell like exclusively like Third Reich stuff. Well, not exclusive, but like World War II memorabilia. Lots of Third Reich stuff was in there. But anyways, take it there. The prices they gave me, it was kind of like a pawn shop, was just not on par with what he was saying. So I was like, I got to do a little bit more research on this before. But dude. Just fascinating shit. Like, like the market for that and just how much I learned like about these helmets and stuff. And then once I put it up, I put it up on a Facebook site and dude, people were just like hammering me with like, I'll give you $600. I'll give you $700. I'll give you $800. I'll give you nine. And man, you talk about like a dopamine hit, just <laughs> running your own like silent auction. And then I was getting to the point where I had enough offers where I could just lie to people coming back because I knew I was going to beat it. Anyways, I was hoping to sell this thing for <clears throat> 600 bucks. And dude offers me 600, tries to corner me. He was like, there's this kid from Chicago that was a high school student that was like trying to buy all three items that I have for like 1500 bucks, which I'm going to make more money. After, after the way I sold that helmet, I'm going to make way more money than that. But like, it was just blowing my mind. I was like, you're a high school kid and you have this much money. Like, and I was kind of like stalking them on Facebook and stuff too. Cause I was like, I'm hoping this kid's not a neo-Nazi. He definitely did have a little bit of a Columbine <laughs> vibe to him. So I was Jesus like, Christ. I like, might want to keep this shit out of this, this kid's hands. But anyway, I ended up calling that kid. <laughs> Because someone outbid the shit out of him. He was the first one that reached out to me. Anyway, so my over in general was I got addicted to like having shit to sell that people wanted that auctioning. Oh, man, was it fun? Like I have a group chat with my buddies and I was just like blowing it up. They were probably fucking annoyed with me, but I was like, damn, like this, this went way better. And I think if I didn't get that and I was like a little bit more patient. So with this world war one helmet, I have, I haven't even put it up. Cause I was like, man, that was overwhelming. Like the excitement that I got from that day, my dude bought it, sent me the money right away. And I thought that was such like <clears throat> good etiquette. So I like immediately, once the money dropped in my account, first thing I did was drive to the post office and get it sent to him. I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. Like, Everyone that I met was like pretty like honest straight shooter, but like they kind of wanted Nazi gear a little more than that. Then you should want Nazi gear. Yeah, that's. But then I seen though, like, because you can kind of creep on them on Facebook, and some of them had like big collections. Like they had American helmets, Australian helmets, German helmets, whatever, Polish. (laughs) The Polish helmets were just like, uh, paper plates that they tied around there. 
<laughs> their head with the strap. But oh, <laughs> so if you want to make some good money too, so I'm all about these money making things. You just say you buy <laughs> you buy a, a stack of paper plates, and then you buy uh, some strings, cut some holes, and you make some helmets. And you sell them as, as Polish World War II helmets. Those things go for about 50 bucks a pop. So, so yeah, if you're looking to make money. But, yeah, exhilarating. I loved it. I, I was very surprised at how interested I was. By the end of it, I kind of almost didn't even want to sell the helmet. I was like, damn, like this. Just knowing yeah. I'm, I'm sitting on something that so many people want is, yeah, it was kind of exhilarating. So. That's yeah, all I, feel I, like I would get stuck in that, that I didn't want to sell shit because I'd be like, what will be, what will be worth in 10 years or 15 years, you know, like assuming that I would still be around, be able to use it. Right. Or so. Yeah. And honestly, that's kind of where I'm sitting with that world war one helmet is I think I'm going to put it up there probably sometime this week or next week, but if I don't get where I want to get, which is going to be an aggressive amount higher than what I see the markets at, I think I'm just going to sit on it for another five years and see if it becomes more rare. Do you Cause, feel cause like- my father-in-law gave us good shit. Like, and, yeah. and that was like more of the stuff I was learning is like lots of the helmets, like, people tampered with to make them look better, to make them look like they were new. Like he didn't fuck with any of his stuff. And that's what the, that's what the people are looking for that are buying this stuff is like untampered with gear. And right. So and we still got two, two fairly good things. So do you expect the world war one helmet to be worth more than the world war two helmet? So my father-in-law definitely did, but I do think that he thinks he has has or had a different helmet than we really have. So I don't think it's worth more. So there's like a camouflage version of the helmet that we have. After my research, I should know like what these are, but I would need to look at my little notes that I took on the helmet. But it's like an M40. German helmet. I think this one's a little bit bigger. So that adds value. I I didn't realize that. So like <clears throat> the helmet, the World War II helmet was like, what was it? Something 64, which was a size seven in the US, but whatever. If you had a 70 instead of a 64, it's worth more because it's bigger. But I, I didn't really fully understand why. I mean, there was less big guys i guess so like it was rare but i don't know i feel like if you got a helmet like that but it was it was a slick helmet and i found that out pretty fast got to tell that to my father-in-law who was very like proud of his helmet so i'm gonna tell the guy too it's like if you find out anything cool about it let me know because to let him know but and the guy seems like he'd be willing to do that all right, I'll quit talking about Nazi gear and Nazi signs in the bathroom. Had a very Third Reich-ish uh, over-under this week. So next we'll move to 
spicy meatballs. I don't know how I'm gonna make this spicy meatball. We're no, we're gonna do we're gonna do the drama, the drama alert right off the bat. I woke up. What was it? Monday? When was the Oscars or Grammys? What what was it? The Oscars Sunday night. I think Oscars. it was on TV Sunday night, and I think we we talked about it Monday morning. Okay, that was the most confused. So Oscars, obviously, all of you guys have heard everything about it, but Will Smith comes on stage, slaps the shit out of Chris Rock. Way too fascinating. I was way more fascinated with this than anything I remember in like pop culture stuff. Cause I love Chris Rock. I love Will Smith. And then the first video I seen was kind of like the parody video of like what Chris Rock did once he got back in the dressing room. So I see this and it's like a very like overdramatic, whatever acting of like how Chris Rock might've reacted once he got back. So I was already confused by that. Like, I was like, what's going on here? And then you got to see the whole video. I overanalyzed the shit out of this, but I, I will, let's start with Mike. I think, I think I seen something that Mike thinks this is fake. So, yeah, I a hundred percent think that it's bullshit. So I think no, my personal opinion is that I don't ever want to see any shit about the Oscars on my Twitter feed. Now, I fully understand that there's a whole shitload of people that don't want to see anything about the Packers on their Twitter feed or the NFL or sports. I get it. Like, makes a hundred percent perfect sense to me. People like different things. They would put shit on my Twitter feed about the Oscars, like, oh, the celebrities are showing up. I just. When I think about that, I just think, who gives a fuck if this person is like, has like a blue ribbon on their hand for fucking Ukraine? Who fucking cares? Like, you don't do shit. You fucking do what we're doing right here. Right. That's the way I feel about it. Uh, I think for me, I think the most impressive thing that I saw out of Chris Rock is that he probably had to get slapped like that, like seven or eight times while they were practicing for that shit. That's an impressive fucking, like, that's a good chin. Even if even if it's not staged, his chin's pretty okay. You can tell he's been fucking hit before. He, like, turns around and fucking smiles at him. What makes you think it was staged? It's the fucking Oscars. That's what makes me think it's staged. So, one, right? So, like, Chris Rock doesn't fucking care that he gets hit. Not even fucking a little bit. Right, he's like, I'm not going to press charges. I'm not going to do shit. Like right there, that, that would be the weakest. Movie. Yeah, I was going to say that'd be like the most coward thing to do. I feel like you. So you. So you're you're the host of a fucking comedy show, right? That's what I, the Oscars is. Every year they have a comedy a comic come up and fucking makes fun of all these fucking people. I don't. And somebody think walks the on the stage and fucking he was hits just you. presenting. Yeah, he was presenting an award. It's a comedy show. Yeah. So. They only have comics do it, right? So, like, he's the fucking, like, that's what he's there for, is to make fucking jokes. You don't hire Chris Rock to fucking be serious. That's not what he's there for. So, for him to say something about someone in the audience and then get fucking hit is fucking, like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then, like, the whole, like, they get on 
everybody about being violent about fucking everything. Everybody in the crowd just thinks that it's fucking fine. And then they give the man the best actor award right after. Like 45 minutes later, no. he has the best fucking actor award in his fucking hand. Not that they escorted him out of the building for hitting another person at this fucking place. So if I did that at a sporting <clears throat> event, right? Even so, if LeBron James, there's a guy walks on the court and he fucking slugs him in the face, they're going to take LeBron James out of the fucking ring. Right? But not in this fucking like really controlled setting. Get the fuck out of here. That doesn't make no sense. All right. I am in the complete opposite camp. Is even if I found out this was fake, I want Riley to go before me, but even if I found out I, this was fake, I think it would be to cover up some hurt feelings. And I think I think Riley, you do you do you think it's real fake? So I, this I wanna say it's fake. But I could see, or I, I want to say it's real, sorry, but I can see how it's fake. Because I saw a couple things on Twitter, too. Um, Chris Rock's, like, ticket price to get into one of his comedies on Wednesday went up by, like, $400 just after that. But I can also see how it's real in terms of, like, just how how chaotic that like you don't write that i feel like it's just there was such like a crazy moment i i, I see both sides i think it's yeah i think it's real i think it's real just because i feel like by now they would have said something and will smith he might have some stuff coming out later or like they're trying they're not trying to promote anything i feel like something like this happens when some someone has a big project coming out I, I don't feel know like this is them. the first time Rock's been on tour in a long time. Is like it on tour I, on tour? Okay. No, I I don't know. Maybe but not. But I, I don't know. Right. I, yeah, I don't know. And here's the other thing, right? So I'm in the same camp as you, Riley. I could see that it's like legit, like, but nothing that happened afterwards feels legit. Nobody came out and like fucking stopped him. Like he comes out, he hits the guy. No security gets on the stage. We don't see any fucking security guards. And, and the That's way he slapped weird. them made it look like a movie too. Like he <laughs> did like a pose <laughs> after and everything. But sorry, you know, so and like so I you know I threw something out on Twitter like I'm impressed by the fucking seven other times he had to take that same shot. Like I could see that it's not the case, right? I I get it both sides. I'm fall on the side where you want to feel like it's real. I want to feel like it's fake, right? So like. The more I think about it, like, like, God, it just seems fucking like you needed that for the Oscars to be relevant. So, but I don't pay attention to the Oscars. Yeah, no. And I'm sure the Oscars got the biggest bump ever. I think, though, like, it was just too raw. But now you guys have me thinking. I think Will Smith actually came out with like a video with, uh, singer john legend i want to say like where john legend was swinging a golf club and knocked will smith's teeth out and like will smith got really pissed at him and like they never cleared it up that it was fake like it was definitely fake but that's starting to flash into my mind but until this moment i mean there's reasons i could see why it was fake but i definitely i definitely don't think it's fake so i want to end analyze it 
from like the standpoint that it's real. And Chris Rock was an absolute beast. The only thing I think he could have done better is if he said like, well, at least on the set of GI Jane, like she's going to have so many more guys to pick, pick from the nail. And, but like, and that's another aspect where I do think it's real. Like, I think, I think Will Smith is sick of that joke. I don't, I don't know how much you guys, I, I did a deep dive. Well, I say a deep dive. I Googled a couple of things yesterday and I knew Jada Pickett Smith was like, cheating on him and then i think when he caught her cheating she was like we need to do an open relationship type deal and he's been the butt of a lot of jokes since then like if you pick on somebody too much for their wife cheating on them and they beat you up that doesn't surprise me i'm not saying it's right but like you're gonna boil over at a point And then on top of it, there was like the 2015 Oscars, Jada sat out or whatever, because it was the too many white people in the Oscars. There was an actual hashtag about it. I remembered it after I read this thing. Chris Rock hosted the 2015 ones and he said something about Jada. Jada sitting out is like him uh, sitting out from Rihanna's panties because he's not invited and neither is she to the Oscars. So I think there was like that, like just looking at Jada Smith, she seems like a lady that could keep a grudge. I don't know. That's just like the the vibe I get from her. I don't think Chris Rock did anything wrong besides he was the straw that broke the camel's back with Will Smith. Will Smith was sick of being the butt of jokes. I'm sure when you find out your wife is like, I'm going to sleep with whoever I want to, you're hearing all these jokes in your head. That's all people are talking about. Like, that's all you think people are talking about. That's all you think people are talking about. And that's, that's where I think it was genuine. I think Will Smith was mad. I think he hit the wrong person, but I think he definitely hit a person like, they struck a nerve when he went up there, did something about it. See, I don't even think it's Will Smith's. I mean, yeah, he was mad, but I because th- when you look, he like laughed initially, looked at Jada, and she looked, you know, gave him a look, or she looked pissed off, and then he got mad and went up there. I don't know if that changes whatever, but I think it was more Jada's looking pissed off than anything than Will Smith. I think Will Smith was maybe trying to get laid making sure she's not going someone else's bed more than anything, but yeah. I could be yeah. wrong. Obviously. So, I mean, to be fair, they're not going to like, he's not going to leave her, but he can fuck anybody he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's in the same boat. She is like, she can fuck probably whoever she wants. Yeah. He, he's in the same fucking boat. Like he literally won the best actor award. That's going to allow you to do a whole lot of shit. You, if you want to do it. And he's, I feel like one of the most recognizable people on earth. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too. He's, he's yeah. the biggest actor since I've been a kid. Like, yeah. like I think he's like the highest paid guy other than maybe like Tom Hanks when he gets into a movie nowadays. 
or like Cruz, right? So Cruz is a huge like. There's yeah. he's in he's in the like upper echelon of actors currently, yeah. and has been for 15, 20 years. But so I wanted to combat what Riley was saying real quick, though. Is so like when you're at the Oscars or something and you hear your name come up, like you're already getting ready to do the oh ha 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 like he 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 mm-hmm. type shit and. Yeah. I think that's that's like a misleading point to everybody is like Chris Rock says Will Will Smith or Jada Smith and then makes a joke about her being bald. Like I think he was laughing before he heard the joke because he was like, okay, we're gonna mm-hmm. have to laugh this one off. I do definitely think there was something to the stare afterwards, but yeah, sure. but, but also Chris Rock, like commented something on like an Instagram post about and Will Smith said something to his former wife who he has a child with about being a good mom on their kid's birthday or something. And then Chris Rock commented is like, Ooh, Jada, Jada must be a strong woman to hear you say stuff like that. So I think there was like underlying conditions, but, but anyways, that, that one kind of blew my mind. A little bit more like i'm usually yeah. not too into like the drama but that one fascinated me so I, just, I feel like you you took my tmz storm there you were all oh, i did that. i did with that one because i love like one of my favorite <laughs> things so like i would say my favorite hobbies are sports and stand-up comedy like i love or my two favorite things to watch are sports and stand-up comedy so Chris Rock is obviously huge in that world. I don't know if I would say he's one of like my favorite comics, but like he's he's very good at what he does. He's he's big in the game. Like he's <clears throat> you know kind of trend setting in the game. And then then Will Smith has been like my dude since Wild Wild West. Like I know that movie gets shit on, but I watched Wild Wild West like a thousand times. Bad. Movie. I enjoy that movie. like like if you take it for what it is which is like the stupid thing it's not a comedy necessarily but like it's just a fun movie yeah especially when you're not trying to like recreate the world right yeah and especially when you were our age when you watched it i mean like when you initially watched it it kind of has some like ninja turtles power ranger pull to it but yeah that one drew me in more than than it probably should have. And no, so I think for sure it's like exceptionally wild that it fucking happened, right? That they did this at all. Like whether it's staged or not staged, right? To like to pretend you're gonna hit somebody or actually hit someone over a joke. Uh so Rogan used to say all the time on his fucking pod, maybe in one of the stand-ups too, that like I will lie to you 100 percent if I think it's funny. Right. So like if I think I'm going to get a laugh out of it, I will tell you whatever will make you laugh. Doesn't care if he believes it or not. That's his thing. Like if it gives him attention, he'll fucking lie. And that's the same thing Chris Rock does. Like he probably doesn't believe any of that shit, right? Like what he actually believes, we're not going to know because he's searching for laughs. Yeah. I just think how frazzled he was after he got hit. I, I would bet it decent amount of money that it was real so that so that that's fair but like let's be honest about what we're talking about 
they're both relatively good actors. Now, so like Chris Rock is more a comedian than he is an actor, but he's been in a shitload of movies. And so if you prepare for that, it's okay. Like you could you might be able to make it in a live performance look legit. I mean, he definitely got smacked. Like that yeah. part wasn't fake. Like, <laughs> like the only thing that could have been fake about it is like the intentions of it, I guess. Yeah, right. Like, correct. Very correct. But, but yeah, no, I don't think it was fake. I think Chris Rock is going to come out of that looking good. I think Will Smith does not look good. And it was a bitch move on his part. But I do think, like I said, like he's kind of been the butt of a lot of jokes lately. Yep. <clears throat> and if you poke, you poke somebody too much and they come up and hit you. I think he hit the wrong guy, but I almost like, I sympathize for like, you know, he's going through something. If, if Will Smith got up at the Oscars and this is real and he felt the need to hit somebody, there's something going on. And the other thing, like it was supposed to be his night. I don't think they know if they're going to win these awards, but like he went into it thinking he was going to win that award and to get shit on, to have your wife mad. And like, for all we know, like <clears throat> she was crying because she had to show up at this thing, like bald. And then someone yeah. makes a joke about her being bald. And he's like, no, baby, don't worry. They won't talk about you. Like, and then sure shit, they talk about her. And like, he's like, wow, fuck. Like now I have to do something, but. Yeah, so, I mean, at the very least, like, you might not know if you win that award, but you're in the top four. You know if you're nominated, right? Four or five uh, yeah. people, something it's like that. All right, we will quit talking about my fascination with Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, and we will get to the chain restaurant conclusion. I don't, I think we mentioned it right away. We did a pretty good job of mentioning stuff throughout I've been surprised at how good we've been traveling back in time, but I'm going to give you a little preface to what, what's going on. So now we are going to kick it to the conclusion of the chain restaurant March Madness bracket. In the final four on the left side, we have three seed Chipotle versus three seed Wendy's. And on the right side, we have eight seed Homer Pick Culver's versus two seed five guys in the Battle of the Burgers over there. So now let's travel back in time and see who wins it. We're off. This is the sound that our time machine makes, baby. Welcome to the past. are back for the championship we are in april right now we just traveled to the future um we see wisconsin is in the final four uh they had a good game against south dakota state there uh that uh baylor shireman <laughs> shireman <laughs> baylor shireman i should know his name because i keep tweeting at him but he had a great game uh 
just couldn't overcome Wisconsin, just playing great defense. What have you been up to, Mark? Uh, well, I got a little bit of the scaries right now, um, you know, finishing up uh, my spring break. So heading back to school next week. Don't really want to do that, but the break's been great. Can't complain. Yeah. All right, Mike. I've just been out enjoying the beautiful weather with the the hoodlums, so it's going to be fantastic here. John, can't believe you broke your leg. Yeah, I know that sucked. <laughs> uh, started the restaurant, fucking pissed about it. Legs broke, can't work, so they had to close down. Yeah, um, you got fired already, going, but not quite. But I'm, I think it's coming. <laughs> Riley, but, uh, where you been? I'm hoping oh. hoping the leg field for the wedding. So, yeah, yeah, you're gonna need to walk in Punta Cana. All right, Riley, what have you been up to? Um, it's April. Just had a killer April Fool's joke. Um, very edgy one here in the household. Girlfriend's kind of mad at me, but uh, it means it was a good joke. So, yeah, that's because she's pregnant. I, I can't believe she's <laughs> you for it. Know. I can't believe Mom, you got her pregnant. No. Good work, Riley. Good work. <laughs> Lock her down. Congrats on the sex, Riley. Yeah, good job, buddy. We seen that thing the last time we were on here. <laughs> good for you, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. So we are locking in to the final four in this episode. So Right now, we have obviously four teams left. So we have Chipotle and Wendy's on the left side. I think we determined that they were both three seeds on the left side. And then we have Culver's, the eight seed, the Wisconsin of this tournament. As Mike correctly pointed out, that Wisconsin made the final four in 2000 as an eight seed. And then we have five guys, the two seed, that made it there. So getting tough now. I think I got my winner's pick, but we are going to start on the left side of the bracket. We're going to start with John with Chipotle versus Wendy's. Yeah. So as I said uh, last time, to me, the epitome of like fast food, fast casual, mostly sit down is burgers. That's what you always think about. Um, I didn't have Chipotle getting here this far. Glad they did. No disrespect to them. But I think Wendy's is going. Like I said, Dave Thomas has got it. Um, just great quality burger. Always loved it. Always thought it was a treat. Loved coming to Onalaska because they had a Wendy's. That was my like treat thing in Onalaska. Not to mention, I don't think you've mentioned Frosties yet. So let me just throw that out there. Yeah, they got good dessert too. All right, Mike. So I think that uh, John has a little bit of a point here that uh, the limitation here with Chipotle is the amount of things that they offer, right? So mostly it's like a bowl or a burrito and that's just about it. Where Wendy's has chili, frosties, burgers, chicken sandwiches. It's gotta be Wendy's. All right, Riley. Yeah. I, uh, 3 to Wendy's right now. I think when you think of fast food, uh, like John said, you think of burgers and fast food as well. You get deals, fast food with deals. That's Wendy's. 
four for four or whatever type of Wendy's deal. Chipotle doesn't really offer that. So, all right, Mark. Yeah, I can't believe the burrito slut turned down uh, his Chipotle, but yeah, I'm going to make it a four zero here for Wendy's. It's just great across the board. The burgers are good. The chicken's great. The desserts are on fire too. So it's Wendy's. All right. Wendy's makes it to the championship without dropping a single point in the tournament. That's crazy to me. No, that that ain't right. Somebody voted against him. Mark did at one point. So Wendy's played against Hardee's where they got a clean sweep. They played against Buffalo Wild Wings where they got a clean sweep. They played against Qdoba where they got a clean sweep. Yeah. And then they played against Pizza Hut, where I think they got a clean sweep. And All right. Yeah, they just did it. So they made it. I thought for sure we had one, like one. I thought Riley stuck in the Pizza Hut vote. We can look back at the last podcast. Yeah, I'm looking back at the teams they would have played. So it would have been Wendy's versus Pizza Hut. I, I might have gone Pizza Hut there. I think I went Pizza Hut there. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because I didn't write down their last one. So, okay, they did drop a point. We'll say they dropped a point. All right. And then the last Final Four game, we have Culver's versus Five Guys. And they both just got out of battles to get to this point. So, Culver's versus Five Guys, it's a good matchup. I'm actually going to leave Mark for last in this one, I think, because I'm hoping he can take down the tiebreaker. So, Mike, go first. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know who I take in this. So this is like, for me personally, this is like a Wisconsin-Marquette Final Four, right? Um, so Wisconsin. You, you always take Wisconsin. You always – Ride with the Badgers, right? And so I think the simplicity of five guys hurts it here, right? So that's what pushed it for me in the last round. I like the simplicity of it. You don't have to. But Culver's, I think, you know, if you want to go in there on a Friday and you're Catholic, you want to pick up a fish dinner, you can. And it's a good fish dinner. And they have a a great – fucking burger right so their burger is it rivals what five guys does and they have other shit so i'm rolling with culver's all right culver's gets one riley where are you going almost identical to what mike said um i agree with what he said about culver's compared to five guys uh culver's just offers more five guys the simplicity um, kind of hurts it there um, with the quality of Culver's that it offers. So I'm going Culver's. All right, I'll go next. I My big complaint about Culver's always, when people were going nuts about it, was it takes too long and it's fast food. And Five Guys takes about the same amount of time. And I feel like they're very similar in price. So yeah, this is... I think one of the best games in the tournament, but I just think five guys has given me some of the best food I've ever had in my life. 
which takes over the top for it being what do you call it, Mark? Fast casual or something? Yeah, I'd consider them both fast casual. Yeah. So I'm going five guys. So Culver's is up two to one. John. Yup. So yeah. Love love Culver's. Um not too many bad things to say about it. I do like more of a hand battered cheese curd over the breaded. It's one of the only things, but I think like I said before. I'm basing mostly off the burgers. I don't care about other selections at this point. Don't care about ice cream. We're just balling. We're balling and balling is burgers. And Five Guys has the better burgers. Better than the butter burger. I'm going Five Guys. 2-2. Mark, this is why it set you up for. You get to be the decider. Christ, this is so difficult for me. Um... I have been, uh, to our group of friends, a huge Culver's defender, thinking that it holds a candle to all these places, never gets mentioned because it is just in the Midwest, gets the Midwest slander. But five guys, when we're basing it just off of that, when we're going burger to burger, who is better? And the fries. Always go back to the fries. Five guys and get the Cajun seasoning. Don't even have to order those extra crispy because you know where they're coming from. They post it on the sign, like John said. I hate to do it. I hate to go against Culver's. I defended it to my death, but I am going to let five guys roll to the championship. Those yeah. Buffalo tenders that killed you, Culver's. <laughs> You couldn't rebound. You gotta, uh, so, you gotta get back on the defensive boards better. So John mentioned ice cream, and I think the real problem with Culver's is that they don't actually give you ice cream; that they give you custard. I would much rather have ice cream than custard. But man, that's the charm of Culver's. Everybody, it's known for charm. Custard. Only gets you so far, though. You guys. This makes sense. so I'm voting Culver's, <laughs> right? Because I think it's comparable, and then they offer, right? But thank you. But don't hang your hat on the fucking ice cream. The fucking ice cream ain't where it's at. See to the me, custard. A, a Culver's burger and a Five Guys oh. burger are not even comparable. Not even but close. When you're thinking fast food, ice cream, the ice cream, both custard and ice cream are fast. Fast food. You prefer custard 10 times out of 10, but I don't know. I might be spiting five guys since I haven't voted them for them since the first round, but you didn't even vote for them in the first round. You want Portillo's. <laughs> yeah. Cause Portillo's is better to me. And I don't think it's even close. And I, since then I've just been spiting five guys, but this is what I get. <laughs> yeah. They made it. All right. Fair enough. So we are in the championship, and we have a Wendy's team that's faced very little resistance versus a five guys team that has also only faced Riley's resistance. So, <laughs> so uh, this this one is a tough one for me, but I think it's just an all around better team to me. They have my nostalgia. Wendy's does. They have that. That's what they have. So, <laughs> so it's all all good. 
plus that for Wendy's. Just a better all-around team. I'm giving Wendy's their first vote for a championship right there. And then I'm going to toss it to Mike. We're going to let John close this one. So we're going to go Mike, Riley, Mark, John. All right. So I think I'm on five guys with this. Um, there's a real possibility that the Wisconsin connection was skewing me with uh, the Culver's, right? So um, I like Culver's a lot, originated in Wisconsin. I'll get on board with that quite a bit. I like five guys. Five guys is where I'm going over Wendy's. All right, Riley. Uh, I'm going to go, obviously, Wendy's. And I, this isn't just um, out of spite. I just I would prefer Wendy's every time. I think Bur- or five guys does have a good burger, but anything on Wendy's menu stacks up pretty well against almost any fast food item, so. All right, we got 2-1, so it's going to be a good game no matter – well, maybe not no matter what. All right, so we're going Mark. Um, Yeah, I'm going to even this one up. I'm going five, guys. This is pretty easy for me. Uh, Culver's menu is comparable to Wendy's, and Culver's is superior. So five guys already beat. It's what I think was the true championship game in the final four. Um, Wendy's is great, no disrespect. Unfortunately, our left side of the bracket was Tridash, and our right side of the bracket was complete gauntlet. And uh, that is five true. guys, you know, you're going to be rewarded for this. So five guys is my champion. Right. So two, two, John. Yo, uh, so as the I game's said, on the line, five seconds left. As I said before, uh, to me, the epitome of fast food, fast casual, even some sit downs is the burger. So we had burgers all the way here. This is who I had in my final match. Um, And like I said before, I cannot get over how good Five Guys Burger is. It is just amazing. No disrespect to Wendy's, but like Mark was saying, I think the championship match was between Culver's and Five Guys, um, which Five Guys narrowly beat out. Um, Wendy's cannot hold a candle to the five guys burger. Um, Dave Thomas flips those square burgers like a champ, but it's just something about that burger, about the fries, about everything. So five guys wins this. very happy to see this team do it. Um, you know, I'm very, very happy for all the players, the bun, the burger, <laughs> the fries, all the condiments and, you know, accoutrements that, let this team get to victory. So uh, I just want to give it up for them and uh, everybody that supports them. Um, let me get my two piece in. This is like Duke winning it all for me. An overrated head coach, an overrated program at a too high of a price. Wendy's got robbed, but five guys, good competitor. I'll always respect them like I do with Duke, but it kind of makes me sick to my stomach. Just go, yeah. just go get a five guys burger and then I'll clear all that up. <laughs> That's one thing we could have added to this. So I think next year when we do this, we're doing religions. If you guys want to come back on, <laughs> so, so we're going to try to find 64 religions. We should have, when we got to the final four, at least kind of gave them their, their NCAA team comp. 
I think the Culver's being in the Wisconsin eight seed in 2000 is pretty good. Yeah. Five guys, definitely I wouldn't go with Duke because I think Duke oh. is kind of like a staple. I would say five guys is like a new team, newer team that has became a front runner. I can't think of a good comp for them, but Wendy's would definitely be like a UNC-ish or someone that's been there and won it. Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's five guys. Gonzaga. So I, I thought it would have been really great if we had uh, Wendy's versus Culver's due to the fact that I would have been like an Ohio State versus Wisconsin matchup. Yeah, other than I would say I'm pretty sure Wendy's is an Ohio company, correct? I have no clue. I think it is. There's a few Ohio guys that fucking rave about it. Yeah, uh, so on the Rogan Ohio. podcast, um, Red Band and uh, Jamie both do. So, And then Chipotle, what's their count? Yeah, they're kind of an up-and-comer, too. Like a Texas Baylor? Tech or Texas A&M I was thinking like Texas. I was thinking Texas Tech. I don't know why. I don't yeah, know anything I, about like men's college basketball or sports <laughs> for that matter. But John, no, John he, he pays attention more. Term. Yeah. The women's in the NIT. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, Mark, uh, for sticking around with us. It's been been a wild night you guys helped us out greatly thank you for swinging by being simultaneously our first reoccurring guest on the show oh thank you that's Mm -hmm. a a great honor yeah much Uh, love to you guys riley thanks for showing the guac but when we meet face to face i think we gotta gotta talk through some things with uh we definitely five guys slander and forgot what your favorite was but i mean yeah we gotta we gotta we will we but yeah will thanks thanks for having me guys thanks for bringing me back for the the deuce lovely to be on the same show with mark as well so yeah so, i appreciate you guys thanks as always always love it keep up the good work great to be with you uh joe house john much love <laughs> all right mark and john thank you guys so much we really appreciate you guys coming on like you guys are all you guys are both awesome content so we appreciate it a lot yeah honestly honestly too like looking with without people named chris jackie i think you guys are our top two grossing episodes that like yeah mark's is like almost touching 90 and john's is <laughs> I, I can't remember but like in the 70s so Great. all right thanks again Great. Yep. We will see you soon. Love you guys. In the future. Take Thank care. You. We're heading back to the future. Ooh. All right. Welcome back to the present in a time where five guys is the national championship or the national champion of chain restaurants. Sorry, I sound like I just got slapped by Will Smith uh, messing up <laughs> messing up my lines like that afterwards.
five guys in the national championship. Um, we actually haven't heard much of this, so we are going to be picking into our brains. But I'm going to go to Riley first. And aside from your beloved Portillo's getting just knocked the out, as they say, uh, what what was your biggest surprise? Who did, um, you think, who did you think would win out of the final four, I guess, when you have Culver's versus five guys, Chipotle versus Wendy's? Or who would you take out of those four? So I did um, – it was Culver's and five guys. So I did Culver's. I thought Culver's would honestly win with home hometown, home team bias. And I thought they just had better food overall, if we're being honest. But I know that's not – that's a pretty unpopular opinion, I guess. I think Culver's is just better overall. They offer more. So I had Culver's and then it was Wendy's and Chipotle. That one was such a toss-up. I don't remember what I did, and it may be different to what it is, what I'm saying now because that's how much of a toss-up it is. I think Chipotle, I think, just does a very, very few things so well. And I think, I mean, Wendy's is good too. That It's a complete toss-up, but I think I personally like Chipotle better. Gotcha. So, so Culver's the winner. Mike, who do you – if you see these four in a town, they're all the same distance from the road somehow. Who are you picking? Yeah, so if they're like all in the same like strip, right? Yeah. All all four of them. It's definitely like between five guys and Culver's that I'm going to. So being like a family man, I might end up at Culver's because I got one kid that won't eat burgers or something like that, right? But if it's just me, like I'm like I'm driving back from the bachelor party. And these four are all in the same thing. Honestly, it's like dependent on what I feel like for that day. You know, yeah. so if I if I need to have like cheese curds or something, like I would stop at Culver's. I think that their burger and Five Guys is pretty comparable. That when it comes down to it, Five Guys is better. Everything else that Culver's does is only okay. Right. So their their burger, like there's not much at Culver's that I want to get. Outside of ice cream and a burger, ice cream. I say ice cream. If they would do real ice cream. That'd probably put. And on the other side, if I'm alone, I probably stop at Chipotle just because I don't get to stop at a place like that when I'm what? with family. Like that's a no go. If I'm so, gonna... everyone's already heard this already. But do you guys remember where you went in the Wendy's versus Five Guys Championship? No. No. Nope. Or I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I I'm pretty sure I went Wendy's. I do think Five Guys is the best burger. And if we put it in that, like I'm driving home from the bachelor party. These are all, I stop at a mall. They're all in the same food court. I'm going Five Guys that day. I want I want the yeah. best available thing. So I think the champion is right. I think I vote Wendy's because the variety. But I think niche, like one thing that yeah. there, one star player is, is yeah i think that like what you have in five guys is a like a john morant or a zion zion's not a good example because he played at duke uh like if you would have had lebron on a fucking college team that's what you're running into where he can take over the entire sport I'm sorry. I'm going to keep digging into this because I, I still, I'm still just kind of a little mad about the, more mad than I should be. So you think fast foods 
more burger like base or do you think it should be any type of food because i think that's where i went because i think five guys is just a burger and fries and like fast uh i'm sorry wendy's or chipotle culver's offers so many things and i guess you think culver's other than the burger and uh ice cream or whatever it is is good but costume I don't but you, you I really don't get the difference in that. Like one harder or one softer. I think it's just more milk and one thing I'd have to get. <laughs> like the texture is definitely <laughs> different with custard and like yeah. I don't know. They're um, both good to me. It's gonna sound weird, but it's like smoother when you get custard. Mm-hmm. Right? Custard sounds grosser to me. That's the only <laughs> thing I would say. Other than that, I couldn't tell you the difference. If you put a dish of ice cream in front of me and a dish of custard, I, I wouldn't know which one was. Good. I mean, I think I could tell like that they were different, but I one's in a Culver's cup. <laughs> no, I guess that. <laughs> but. No, I get what you're saying. Like, I think like it's a texture thing. No, I that's I was just curious. I didn't I didn't mean to like persecute or you know put no, you on the spot. You can, I was just you can rip me apart for my custard feelings all you want. So. So what Riley's question was, do we think fast food is just burgers? And I think the opinion on, on this, I always forget what's what subjective or objective. Subjective is subjective because it's due to the subject. That, okay. I just figured that out. How I'm going to objective is things you can observe. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> just remember that for the rest okay. of your life, but it's subjective. <laughs> like it's your opinion. So I think I voted for Wendy's because I think Wendy's does a lot of things good. They're very fast. They're cheap. Like they had a good team built around them, but they ran into a buzzsaw that was, as Mike said, the LeBron James of college basketball that handled them. And that's, that was fair to me. Like I love five guys. I love Wendy's. I love Chipotle. I love Culver's. So I'm a little surprised that Culver's didn't win, right? I think I voted for five guys over Culver's because I think Culver's doesn't do a whole lot of other stuff well. I think their sides are fine. Like if you go and get onion rings or cheese curds, whatever. Their fries you suck, get for- but yeah, their other sides are fine. I don't I don't hate their fries. So I'm not like a- I was going to say their fries are solid. Yeah, so they are like, like kind of good to dip in ranch. That's where I so, They might be the best ranch <laughs> dipping fries. They're like a thick fryer. Right. Like that's Sprinkle the way they cut. make the fries. Sprinkle cut. Yeah. And they're thick, right? So they're not cut thin. That's the difference is where you have like a thinner cut fry. It's crispier. Culver's fries. I don't hate it, but I don't think that they do like a really high quality sandwich on anything else. Right. I don't like their, I don't necessarily like their tenders. I don't like chicken sandwich. I don't like the fish that they do. I don't like any of that stuff, but their burger's pretty good. Their chicken strips are good. I'll give them that. I think that was Mark's decider is that they didn't have like uh, buffalo chicken strips anymore. He's very disappointed about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I no. think Mark was on Five Guys no matter what. I think that's his favorite restaurant to eat at. Like that isn't like a restaurant restaurant. Is that, yeah, it seemed that way. John was very clear that if you're going to go to fast food, you're going to a burger joint. I mean, not always, but that that's like the foundation of fast food is, yeah. is a burger joint. My one, so my future prediction, there's going to be a Greek 
Mediterranean fast food chain coming soon. Or I don't get why there isn't. Like, I love Mediterranean food. So when I DoorDash down here, there's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a Mediterranean place that does like bowls of, I don't know what Mediterranean food is. I just know it's a Mediterranean place, but it's, I, I go there quite a bit. So it, it might be popular down here. It's, it might be regional, but I haven't tried it, but I might check that out. Okay. Your food in Milwaukee was big time. That's, that's, I think there's a decent sized Greek population in Milwaukee. And that's, that's when I started eating Greek food is when I lived in Milwaukee. And yeah, it's so good, but it's like Euro meat, Euros, rice. Yeah. So to be fair, it does surprise me that Euros are not a, like a more of a fast food staple, right? Like a taco that does surprise me. Now we talked about this last week too, but like there were no barbecue places on there. None. And that to me is asinine. Yeah. No, like you said, I, I don't think we need to hammer this one too hard anymore. But next year, if we decide not to do religions and we stick to best chain restaurants, we'll we'll spend, we'll get we'll get our guests on, uh, whether it be John and Mark again, or maybe even a bigger panel or what whatever we do with it, we'll spend the first 20 minutes, maybe not even on air just deciding what's going to go where for people. Cause yeah, definitely that first round could have been a little bit more entertaining if, if we had some decent places. And I think there was some decent chain places that we missed. Like we yep. mentioned in the past, so your famous Dave's your and W I can't believe and W wasn't out here. That's like long John Silver's around here. That's a huge one too. Yeah. Captain D's is one that's down here. That sucks ass, but. So from there, we're going to shift gears. We're going to go to spicy meatballs, if anybody has some. I cut two of Mike's spicy ones last week. Maybe I'll figure out a way to put them, put them into this show. But I probably uh, So I think, and I don't remember both of them for sure, because sometimes my spicy meatballs have no conviction. I forget what they are <laughs> like 30 minutes later, right? Pat reminded me of one. Indomitian Sioux to the Packers, I would – that would be like my favorite signing that we've done in forever. Yeah. That'd be one of my top before the season starts signings that I was like super excited about. I think right, that, I'm going to grill you on it now. Now, yeah. that I, now that I know what's coming, how much you got to pay the Dom Kinsu to get to the Packers? So like five or six million, maybe. Okay. If you can get him for that, I see it. And I don't know. And I don't know what like his actual contract. But like you can get him for relatively cheap. He's searching for another like trophy. Bring him in. Okay. And then it does what do you sorry? Do with him? No, you go ahead, Ryan. Can I I'm do you not feel sick to your stomach like even a little bit? Like that that like that pissed me off. I'm like, I could not do that seeing Sue in a Packer jersey. And I don't so, I'm sure it's because I have like a personal vendetta against him, but so I think that more than likely he's like an asshole, right? Especially when he plays. So I shouldn't say more than likely when he plays, he's a fucking prick, right? That's my guess is that this guy is just fucking me. Guess what? Every defensive lineman and offensive lineman in the league that are any good when they play, they want to kill you. 
That's their goal is to like absolutely dominate the guy next to him. I don't think you make it into the NFL if you're not some type some type of prick on the field. If you look like a, at like a Jensen for the Bucks, like he's overtly a prick, right? Sue tried to hide that shit for as long as he could, and then he just standing over Rogers couldn't do it anymore, right? He just had to be that person that he is on the field. Who's nuts did he step on to? It was one of our good linemen. Lang, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But so, Lang's an asshole, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you, like, if you watch him on Twitter, he is fucking brutal with people. Just oh, go yeah. hard. Yeah, he's not um, even just an asshole on the field. He's kind of a, like, in in whatever. If I knew him, he's probably a cool dude. But, like, yeah, he's kind of an instigator. Like, he likes to light a match and see how much of the world he can burn with some shit that he says. Like I, yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think that offensive linemen and defensive linemen, they're just those people, right? They're those people that have a switch. They can just start tearing you apart. I'm definitely in my younger age or when I, when I was younger have said stuff about Dom Kinsu. I remember like hoping that somebody would take their helmet off and like hit them over the head with their helmet and shit. It was like bad stuff, but you say it now. I don't understand the fit with like Kenny Clark and stuff, but I mean, if you can get them cheap enough to be like, Hey, we're going to have, we're going to figure out what a way to put these two on the field together, which I think you can in like a modern defense, like you can figure out a way to maybe only have two, two linemen do like a, two, four, whatever, like hybrid safety, be the fifth linebacker, hybrid linebacker, be the third lineman. Like, yeah, like I think there maybe is a way. I don't know how it fixed. I think if I was a defensive coordinator, I would have a lot of fun with it. I just don't think the money is there for it. And I think it's a, like I said, a fun idea. Like if you're scheming up a defense, yeah. they're like, we we get to run like we get to create a new defense having Kenny Clark and Dom Kinsua like on the same team. And at the very worst, like we get to have the freshest D tackle all game long. Like either if you're running them series by series, play by play, like Pat, I mean, I would assume you'd put Sue in on passing downs maybe keep Clark in on the running downs and, but I, but I don't think Sue's the guy that's coming in on third down, you know, like so <laughs> I think he's playing. Sheldon Richardson, I think is the other guy's name who was a former Viking, which makes me want him less, right? Just because he's a former Viking. I don't want to turn into what the Vikings are chasing idiot players, but yeah, um, to want former, what was his name again? Sheldon Larry. Richardson. So he's available, and I'm pretty sure that's who it, who it is that's available. And he's another defensive lineman, and I think that would be great. But only if the money fits, right? And if you put them – like my theory on the scheme is you put them in and you just like – you put like Clark at zero technique, and then you put – Sue kind of like real close to him and Richardson real close to him. And then you have Lang that kind of spells guys out. 
there's nothing a defense is going to be able to do. And then you have Jerron Reed, too. We just signed Jerron Reed, who I think is an okay defensive lineman. I think he's going to be good. To defend against fresh defensive tackles and those kind of defensive tackles, guys that, like, win on pass downs. Like, yeah. And but the I Bucks think kind of had that. And I think that's, like, where the money does kind of fit. But, yeah, you're right. The yeah. Bucks, The Bucks kind of. Made it work, but so, there's a reason why Nadam Kinsu is not a Buccaneer again this year. I'm pretty sure it's not because they didn't want, yeah, his, right, like playing on the field. So his skills, right? Yeah. All right, Mike, you got any more spicy meatball? So my, my other spicy meatball, which is like more of a prediction than a spicy meatball, is the Packers will not take wide receiver in round one. I don't think they need to. I think that the wide receiving core or the wide receiving talent in this draft is deep enough that you could take them with your second round pick if you still need. And I wish I would have done a little bit more studying to to figure it out. I, I think Matt Flor said something like, hey, we just we just want a guy that can blow the top off a of defense. So it looks like he's looking for some speed out there. If you can get that in the second or third round, whatever. I hope we get a guy in the first round just because I it warms my heart a little bit. Like, I'm like, okay, he's a first round pick. Like he's going to have to see the field at least a little bit. I do think Amari Rogers is going to step up next year. Lazard, I think is a good receiver, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't. I would be a little disappointed if we didn't take a guy in the first round. I couldn't tell you who I want in the first round. And then, yeah, I kind of want two receivers in this draft. This, to get to work with Rodgers like right away and just see see what he can do. Because I definitely think Rodgers and Favre, we've been spoiled with it, are guys that make their receivers. Like I don't think Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. I think Devontae Adams is an amazing, probably the best receiver in the league. I think you're going to see that he might not actually be the most talented receiver in the league when you when you see this year, but but yeah, Favre and Rodgers definitely were able to make receivers good. So and I, I'm excited to see what they can do with some of you guys. So Rodgers definitely threaded the needle on some things to Adams that I don't think Carr can. Yeah, not that Carr's bad, but he cannot like make the same throws that Rodgers can. He just can't. And I mean, I think there's something to like confidence and stuff. Cause it, when Adams came in, what was he? Third round pick out of Fresno, second round pick out of Fresno. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's pretty high as far as Packers receivers go for sure. But no, I think, I think we'll be fine without him. I think we'd be better with him, but I think we'll be fine without him. All right, Riley, you got something spicy for us? Not this week. I don't. No, all good. I'm gonna roll through mine because they're they're more statements than actual anything. Spicy meatball. I was so excited to watch the Bucks and 76ers play tonight because I knew when you have the two teams tied for second place in the NBA going up that they're gonna be on national TV. And not they put the Lakers in the Mavs on TV. This is shame. Screw you, NBA or TNT, whoever for that up. 
is awful to me. And let's fix the schedule of the final four. Monday night national championship basketball, god awful. Like everybody knows it. It sucks. I honestly think the best fix for it is let's do the final four Thursday night, run a game at six o'clock Eastern, run a game at 8:30 Eastern. We're up pretty late there. And then do whatever you want on Saturday. Saturday primetime. Let the fans of these schools, let the people enjoy these games because they're going to be, it's just going to be good games. Like, I don't know. I think I might have messed something up. Nope, we're going to it next. It's going to be good games no matter what. So we got Duke, UNC, Villanova, Kansas, and then anybody that ends up in the championship game. It's going to be a, a battle. There's, it's just going to be big team names, blue bloods, I guess people want to say. Like, it's going to be an event, and people are going to tune into it. Let's do the final four. Thursday night, let's do the championship game Saturday night, my opinion. So you're thinking Saturday night, not Sunday night. Or do you Sunday think you, Do you I think mean, you lose something on Saturday night, right? So people would rather party than watch the championship. Okay. Well, yeah, whatever works best. Like, I, I don't want it on Monday. Like, that's it. Like, okay. Fair enough. Like, give me, give me Friday, Sunday, or Thursday, Saturday. Anything's better than Saturday. And then, yeah, then Monday. But, like, if you're losing something on Saturday, you're losing in the final four then as well. Yeah, that's that's fair. Like, Saturday night, you're going to lose that to the final four anyway, where Thursday night is actually the primetime television night. That's the night that I think your best shows generally get put on. So there's no reason you couldn't have the final four on there. You're going to get ratings. Yeah, and I do kind of love me some Thursday night football, so – I know the players don't love it, but I sure do. So now, I guess, good segue into Sweet 16, Elite 8, our darlings. I was I was all for the Peacocks. They, they pulled up the big upset against Purdue, which was amazing. I hold hope. Hope grows in me. I completely bet and pick with my heart, but I wanted those Peacocks in there so bad. Sweet 16 was pretty good. But, yeah, did you guys have any takeaways from the weekend? Uh, so I think that the Peacocks were going to get hosed either way, playing UNC. They wanted UNC versus Duke so bad. That's all the NCAA won. You're such a conspirator. I know. I love, I love that. <laughs> but if you have a choice and you're the NCAA, what are you doing? You want Krzyzewski to go against UNC. And to see what happens. That you might let go. I I agree. Yeah, your bigger pull because you already have the fan bases there that you know are going to be tuning in with UNC and Duke. So, yes, that, that is a better game. But people like me, which I think there's a decent amount of people, seeing St. Peter's versus Duke in the Final Four, like that, that is like a wet dream of all wet dreams to me. Like these kids that are playing in a gym, that's like, I don't know. I've never seen a St. Pete's home game, but I'm sure it's like a shithole of a gym. They're it's like Winona's like, gym. 
Yeah, sure. exactly. That's it what I'm sure saying. Is. It's like these kids show up. Like that's a movie. That's a movie to me. But so you already know what the ratings are going to be similar to, right? So the UNC and Duke played in the conference tournament. I don't know if it was the finals or not, but you know what that was for ratings. Just the last game of the year. The last time. No, was it the last game of the year? It, it was last um, coach. It was Coach K's last home game, I want to say, at Cameron Indoor. Yeah. was against is, UNC. Is that the time Mike got shit on on Twitter real bad? Okay. I think so. <laughs> Pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike. Well, I need Coach Mike, K to come out and fucking get a win here. Let's go. Yuck, man. That's just the grossest fucking. Wait, thing. so you want. You prefer UNC to win rather than Duke. Anybody but Duke. I don't know what is in me, but I, I just can't do Duke I, stuff. Yeah. But it how is Duke UNC succeed. any different than that? Besides the fact that they shit the bed and they're one of the blue blood programs and they miss the tournament every now. That pisses it's me off. It's not Coach more. K. And 2015. It was fucking. Fans. What's the Royal? For- for 2015, for Badger fans, I think that's what gets us. But I think the whole nation is just sick of Duke's shit and Coach K's shit. And just being this this to- retirement tour that's turned into like a circus. So yeah, you're not but, wrong. You're not wrong, right? That like you could just fucking say, you know, like I don't need all the fucking fanfare. Fuck off. I'm done. I'm out. You could do that at the end of this year, the end of last year, whenever you want. You could do either of those things, which I which I appreciate from like a Tom Brady, like before he came back, when which was shit. Or Roy Williams from UNC. But yeah. he might have done it. I don't know. Uh, actually, I don't remember. I don't think he did, though. I have no he idea. Did. No, he uh, he retired. And so, I but, think um, he retired and did his dude a solid, too, like on top of it. He's yes. like, I retired. You're taking over. But so like, – I, I want to say that Shashevsky is basically doing the same thing. That, like, he's got an heir apparent that dude. Yeah, that doesn't matter if he does or not. Yeah. So, the difference between Williams and um, Shashevsky is about 20 years out of school. So, Roy Williams didn't even have the opportunity to be at North Carolina because the previous guy was so good. So, that's the big difference is Shashevsky's been there 40 years where Williams was only there 20 years. Has Shashevsky like dominated that like thing? No, because Twitter will tell you that it's 50-50. It pisses me off when a program like North Carolina doesn't make the tournament. Fuck off. You can get any recruit in the country and you can't coach them into a fucking tournament. Like you should never be an eight seed ever. It shouldn't be a thing that fucking exists. I'd like I mean, apparently to they that. shouldn't have been when they're in the final four right now. So they had a shit first part of the year. I think they had some guys go down though that came back right before tournament season. And I think maybe people are feeling the burn. They also shot so, 45% from three in the first two games of the tournament. That will get you places. Oh man, and manic for them. He was just ripping the peacocks hard out. He looked like he could be on the floor by himself and beat the Peacocks. Like, mm-hmm. that dude was not not missing. And so, like, the other thing about North Carolina is the guy that's recruited 15th on the bench in North Carolina probably just told 
every like school like Wisconsin to fuck off. I don't know that, but sure. More than likely, that's the case. <laughs> that like he's probably a top 100 recruit in the country, the 15th guy on their bench. And Wisconsin can, can barely get one. Yeah, I don't know for a fact, but I don't think that's going to be the case anymore with these transfer portals opening up. True. I think that's going to be a spicy meatball of mine in the future. Because isn't it weird, Riley, seeing Theo John play for Duke? It's like, that was so weird. Yeah, that like was so another, weird. another reason. He was a big Marquette dude. Okay. Mike, that's So you'd think maybe I'd be cheering for him because I think he was my favorite player on, on Marquette. The past two, three years, I think two years that. But uh, so, who was the old coach at Marquette? So he must have like Woj, Wojciechowski. Yeah, so he must have just been like, "All right, so Woj is gone. I'm gonna head to Duke." Who's some like, weird happened at Marquette? Like they lost everybody, like the Hauser brothers. Uh, I think Woj, just Woj like wasn't a very good coach. I don't think. Like when it, it came to like X's and O's, he could recruit guys, but then keeping guys was a problem for him. Yeah. All right. Let's lock into this final four. We're we're gonna say first is gonna be Mike's quiz. Who's playing who? Who's in the final four, Mike? So to be fair, we already discussed it's Duke versus UNC, <laughs> and then it's Kansas versus Bill. So I got it. when you ask me that stuff, like generally I don't. Right. So I'll write down my lines and I'm like. This is the team that's going to win, whatever. And I don't pay attention to who they're playing. So I do when I write my line down, but I don't care after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I I've, I think I've done similar things where where I've learned that I need to write the uh, need to write both teams down, else I forget. All right, so we have Kansas minus four and a half. These games are all going down in New Orleans. Mike, Villanova plus four and a half, or whatever. We're just going to say Villanova, Kansas. Kansas is minus four and a half. Who do you got? I got Villanova. I want to see Villanova win. I would be comfortable with Kansas winning it all. Um, I want that side of the bracket to win it all. Okay. But I like Villanova. Riley. I have Kansas minus four and a half. Okay. I didn't look at the line till this very minute. Same here. And I I am in Mike's boat. I would rather Villanova. So I'm going to keep betting with my heart, Villanova. So that just sealed up the win for Kansas right there. So, Riley, good, good pick. Thank you, and guys. Then, and then next game we have North Carolina, Duke. Duke minus four. And I'll lead this one off. I'm going to bet with my heart again. I'm going to go dog. I'm going to go to North Carolina. I want North Carolina and Villanova. I do not want, unless Coach K can like lose a finals in the most humiliating way ever, Like that's, that's the only way I want it. All right, we'll kick it to Riley. What was it? Uh, Duke minus four? Yep. I... This one is so hard for me. I feel like do or North Carolina can only be so hot for so long. And Coach K, the NCAA wants Coach K in those finals. That's what I think. I'm I'm with Mike on this one with the conspiracies. I think Duke minus four. 
You co-conspirators, you fucking idiots. I know. So messed up. And and I will say, like, like I I do not like either of these teams, right? So I defended mm. Duke here a second ago, but I don't like either. Like I think, like they're just the the kid that's just super uppity and fucking like better than everybody else. I think that's the way they act too. Can they both lose? I think that I honestly think that Duke is going to win the national championship. Uh, Doing part to they get 12 fouls to somebody else's seven. Right. So it's not going to be a huge fucking like route on that kind of stuff. But I think coach K is going to get the simply, and maybe it's like no conspiracy at all, but when he starts bitching at a ref, he's actually going to get the sympathy of that ref because that ref knows he's fucking gone at the end of the fucking year. I think that's so stupid. Like, I mean, there's definitely a human element to it. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think that is so stupid. I think if I was a ref, I would tee up Coach K as quick as That's because you fucking hate him. I do. That guy. (laughs) That guy. But they're all like that. Well, do you yeah. remember watching Bo Ryan like light refs up? He never got attacked. Like maybe like once every like 40 games, like once every like two years. I will say Bo Ryan scared the living shit out of me. Like I think if I was like a big time Wisconsin recruit and I wanted to go to Wisconsin, I think yeah, I'd probably love Bo Ryan. I've actually met Bo Ryan's daughter. She's awesome. She's married to one of the guys in my unit. And she's told me some cool stories and it lightened him up to me. She was like, yeah, he's, he's a normal guy. He looks crazy on side. So, but just from what I would see on TV, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to play there. I don't know if I want to live that stressful of a life, like on the floor, but I don't know where we, where we veered with that one. I think we're at me on the pick. and I didn't really make a pick. I'm on both lose. <laughs> I think Duke's going to win that game. What's the line four? Yeah. They're both four? Seems fucking dumb. Well, one's four and a half, one's four. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'll take Duke. Fuck it. No, no, I'm taking North Carolina, but they're going to lose. Wait, did Riley, did you pick already? You picked Duke. Yeah, I picked Duke. So Duke wins, North Carolina covers. Two points. Dang it. Riley won. That's what I was both. thinking, but I, I think it's going to come down to free throws. I think Duke out free throws them and wins by like six. So after we made our picks, I think Kansas just kicks the living shit out of Villanova and Duke <laughs> beats North Carolina even worse after our picks. <laughs> but anyways, I want to kick it to our bracket challenge where we had a way better turnout than I think any of us anticipated. Uh, probably 90% Riley's family in there. So <laughs> thank God. Probably. Big family. Um, so anyways, right now, I think I'm just going to do the top guy, the top dog, Oliver Jude Mulvaney sitting in there with 650 points. Is that Oliver's number one? Yeah, that's my nephew. What? I yeah. thought I already had 690. I can't get any more, but I thought I had 690. Let me see where you are. No, you have 610, bitch, and you can't get any more. Sucker. Yeah. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to win. Yeah. No, Riley's capped off at 650. 
Uh, he went with the heart pick, or not Riley, well, Oliver. Oliver, I think my sister's in on that. So Oliver and Megan capped out at 650. I don't think they're winning it. So then we got Seth that we used to work with. He's got Kansas to win it all. And then we got Alex that we used to work with. That's Pooh Bear, right? Oh, cares. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's got Duke to win it. And then the last yeah, he's, a guy, Duke, he's a Duke homer. That's like the Wisconsin pick, kind of. <laughs> the last guy we got, I don't know who this is. JR. That's, that's Johnny. That's my sister's boyfriend. Okay. So Johnny. Johnny boy. Yeah, Johnny. So, so it looks like it's a three horse race. Sorry to break your hopes, Oliver, uh, but I don't think you're winning. So we got Seth, Pooh Bear, and Johnny in the race, and they all have different champions, so it'll be interesting. Seth has Kansas, Pooh Bear's got Duke, and Johnny's got Villanova, and I hope Johnny wins. So Me too. Now, that would be the awkward one to drop off fucking so too, but that's okay. Yeah, where where does he live, bro? I got I can uh we can Amazon, that's some prairie. So I can just Venmo my sister and call it even. No, Mike okay. needs a Mike needs uh make a trip to, to the Sun uh, Prairie. Well, what's the big sporting goods store there that people roll <laughs> their load to? It's not Bass Pro Shop, but Shields? No. Cabela's? Cabela's, that's it. Is yeah. It? I think there's a Cabela's that direction. So Mike, Mike needs a new pair of hunting socks because <laughs> he's been trying to get the deer to come to his stand in a new way. The sock for it. <laughs> Mike just is shaking his head. All right, we're gonna try to blow through favorite teams slash players. I don't know if we're always gonna keep this in. To be quite honest, I don't know if we're gonna keep it in this. But I'm going to blow through my things as quick as possible. We have new segment names. So for hockey, we're going clap bombs with Pat. And that's our Predators portion of the podcast. So since last show, Preds are one and one. Las Vegas, six to one. Big time fluke. No BJs going on in that game. Then we beat Philly five to four. Big time comeback. Best job going out to Tanner Jeanette. One goal, two assists. Give that Man, man, a BJ. BJ. Give him a BJ. Riley's on mute, but he's giving him a BJ. Riley's actually like doing. Riley's doing the motion of giving giving a guy a best best job. He's putting like a hard candy in my mouth at that time. I'm sorry. He's sucking on things. We got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was clap bombs with Pat. So now we're going to go to putting her in the hole with Pat, and that is our golf portion. We have two golfers, Cameron Tringali. Craig, somewhere out there, Craig's listening to this thing. And if he isn't smiling yet, he's got a big smile on. I think Craig's about to hit a putt. I think he figured out how to listen to a podcast while he's playing golf at the VA. And he is smiling right now. (laughs) But uh, that one's for you, Craig. But anyways, they were playing kind of a match play format. I farted up last show. And thought it was like a one and done, but apparently it was like a round robin. Next year, I'm going to be on this thing. So anyways, Wednesday, he loses. He lost five and four. So I think that means he lost by five and there was four holes left. 
Thursday, he lost again, two and one. Friday, he won five and three. And then he did not make the round of 16 because he sucks ass. We picked a bad golfer. So uh, he's 23rd in the FedEx Cup. So then our more promising golfer, Taylor Gooch, Wednesday wins three and two. Uh, Thursday lost one up. And then Friday won two up. But he still did not make the round of 16. Had a better showing, but we're going to still give him a bad job. He's sixth in the FedEx Cup. So now we are going to go to my last segment. This is a tennis segment called Grunting with Pat. So we're going to be grunting a little bit in this one. (laughs) Hit the ball back. So Riley Opelka, um, we're catching up from what we said last. So B and P, Parab is open. He won two. He had a bye in the first round. So he made it to the quarterfinals and lost to Nadal in the quarterfinals. And then the Miami Open, he had a bye in the first round, and he lost in the second round. So not the greatest showing. We did have an American beat Nadal. So we might have a new tennis player, Taylor Fritz. Uh, He beat Nadal in the finals. So that was pretty cool to see. Fritzy. What's that? Fritzy. Fritzy. That's that's our boy, Fritzy. Now we are going to take a sharp left turn, and we are going to go to turning left with Mike. Mike, what you got for our NASCAR breakdown? Martin Truex Jr. finished seventh in, um, shoot, what was it, like the Road of the Americas or something like that? Circuit of the Americas. Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, I knew I was close. Um, only a 69-lap course, so... More southern, pretty, Mike. More southern. Must be a pretty uh, long, like, road course, would be my assumption. Finish it's, seven. A, it's an F1 course, so they use it on the F1. It's like two or three miles, four miles long, I think, but... Okay. And I don't know, I don't know so probably like a 250-mile race would be my assumption. Uh, fin- but he's finishing high in those and he's finishing well in just the straight oval super speedway courses. So we got the, we got the best driver in the world. Things are looking good. Hell yeah. I'm very happy about our, I think that's my random pick that we have. All right. So from there, we are going to go to the back of the onion bag with Riley, our soccer segment with our soccer expert. Riley, what do you got for us in back of the onion bag? So unfortunately, uh, Tottenham Tots didn't play. Neither did FC Dallas because it's international. There's an international break, which means teams obviously play with their international teams. So in that aspect, the U.S. is qualifying for a World World Cup currently. Riley just got slapped by Will Smith. What? You just got slapped by Will Smith. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) Um, We we played uh, Mexico, tied 0-0, which was in Mexico, which for non-soccer fans, that's actually a really good result. We usually lose to Mexico. Um, and then we beat Panama 5-1 in a really important game, which means we should qualify if we lose. If we can win or lose by six goals or less, and we'll qualify, which is pretty likely to happen, but I don't want to jinx it. 
Yeah, one pause there. The last time we didn't qualify, it was something like this ha- had to happen. Too. Yep, exactly. Like, it was even like worse than this. Like we needed to lose no. by like six, and then needed like four other teams to not. Like, so this yeah. this one is in terms of goal difference is more of a challenge to overcome. So this this one overall is a little. Actually, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the percentages are. Last year, you needed more teams to lose overall and us to lose, which happened. And this year, just a bigger goal difference, which in soccer, you won't lose by more than six goals unless it's like an absolute crazy occurrence. So I think this year is slightly harder, but either way, it's... It's more USA dependent, for sure. Mm -hmm. Because I think the last one is like we needed... There was like five different results that needed to happen perfectly if the u.s lost but anyways whatever oh yeah and we and last time we should have won we lost to trinidad and tobago i love those guys like that there's no reason uh, we should have lost them but we did but i don't know hopefully it made us better i think I think we should make the World Cup pretty easily this year. I don't think I'll be jinx in that, but uh, I made Riley do Brazil as well. Uh, yep, yeah, Brazil, um, Pat's Pat's team, I guess. Um, Brazil already qualified for the World Cup, so this international window. Um, Beans, I don't know. Brazil. <laughs> I don't know who they beat. I think it was Bolivia or, or they're oh, playing they Bolivia. Everybody, they're out there slaughtering. Yeah. yeah, they they won for nothing their first game, and then they played. It's got to be over to or right now. I don't know if they won tonight, but they played tonight, and I'm sure they'll win. They're they're the New England Patriots, L.A. Lakers, New York Yankees of of soccer, World Cup soccer. So. They got heart. They got heart. They got more heart. Sure. <laughs> They're a very right. talented team. They'll go pretty far in the World Cup. So that's what we like to hear. So if if you you can hop on the Brazil bandwagon with me. You got one good team and then you got the USA. Mm-hmm. So whatever. You got the dark horse in the pick favorite. Your, pick your pick your own country too. My my uh beautiful fiance is Brazilian, so I I am partial to Brazil. So but good job, guys. That was that was rolling through it. Everyone did their homework. I'm impressed. Uh next we are gonna roll into the Wisconsin minute. Um barring any recruiting news or or basketball stuff i don't i don't even want to touch about basketball right now so mike you got anything in the recruiting world of football other than we're getting junior spivey junior uh no i saw something the other day they they're bringing in a lot of uh unofficial visits i think right now um we'd have to bring somebody back on i think yeah we might want to get killed kill is i think right around spring game time we should yeah. bring him back on so Kilio, if you're listening, yep. we're, we're yeah. recruiting you right now. So. All right. So we are going to go to Bucks in 6D seconds with Riley. And I might chime in on you a little bit, Riley, but 
very little. Um, they played uh, Thursday against the Wizards. They won 102 to 114. It was a pretty well-played game. I think that game, Pat, uh, you can chime in if you want. We had Giannis oh, and yeah. Chris Middleton. Giannis and Chris Middleton sitting, I believe, and we still beat a – I mean, Wizards, their record's not good, but they're still a solid opponent. We beat them by 12 points. Well, uh, one thing we do need to watch is our turnovers. We'll see that against the Grizzlies. We've kind of struggled with turnovers. But kind of the, on the good side, Ibaka looked very comfy, four for five. Drew Holiday had a double-double. And we won with the shorthanded team, which is – Again, not 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 the best team uh, record wise, but it's a good win with our bench, which we need a bench in the playoffs. So I think that's kind of a positive. If Pat, if you want to add anything to that, no, you nailed it. I, I wanted to say, like watching Serge Ibaka in that game, it looks like he found his place on the team. So he looks like when he needs to step up and he gets called on, he's going to be able to do something for us. We shot lights out from three-point range, 16 for 35, 46% shot well from the floor. And, yeah, just reiterating, yeah, we didn't have Giannis. You, middle, yeah, 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 shorthanded, whoops some ass. So, good game. Roll to Memphis. And then uh, uh, we played Memphis on national television, and we got our ass whooped. <laughs> um, lots of turnovers, shot poorly from three. Uh, 22%. We got out rebounded. And then no one other than Chris and Giannis really stepped up. The two guys you want to step up stepped up, and the bench didn't really provide. And we lost by 25 points. We won, or we lost 127 to 102. Kind of on the good side, Giannis played really well. I think he had a double double. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, that's probably it from that game. Hopefully, we can our system. Team. Oh, yeah. They're a one seed in the West, okay. I think. They're they're a young, good team. They're a scary team. So they're a two seed behind two seed. Phoenix, and for some reason, they're eighteen and two without their best player. So John Morant was out. So you'd think that yeah. that would be like, oh, John Morant's out, so we got a better chance going into town, especially when we're getting like uh, Giannis. With some rest, Middleton with some rest. Uh, we got our Pat Huntington coming back. And yeah, you you would think you would think it would be a win, but yeah, Memphis, they they look dirty. They're good. They are that was my biggest yep. takeaway of the game. Once like I was like, Yep. Oh shit. Yeah. That's what I got too. I I think it's more of I mean, teams like the Bucs, we proved that we're a good team in the playoffs. I don't think we're going all out in the regular season. We want to get to a good seed. Sure. Memphis is looking to prove something, and that's kind of what they did. And I think they're going to carry it into the playoffs. I think we're two pretty evenly matched teams in terms of, like, skill, I think. Yeah. No, the Bucs got floored in the second quarter. And I think that's one of those games where you're just kind of like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna reel it in after this one. And third quarter didn't go well for us. So yeah, A- after the second quarter, I think. I mean, it definitely wasn't like give up by any means, but kind of one of those I where guess. your coach yeah. says play for pride. <laughs> yeah, you just and, play hard. <laughs> so in that game, they shot seven for thirty-two from three. 
So 22%, 40% from the floor. And then the Grizzlies shot, outshot them all over. So 48% from the floor, 35% for, from three. Beat us on the boards. Definitely more assists, better ball movement out of Memphis. They, they're just a really good team. I, I was surprised by that. I did. So <laughs> I've been locking back into the NBA. And that was, I do not do a good job keeping up with Western Conference teams. And then after I watched them play, because I don't think I looked at the standings when I was watching. And then after I was like, they got to be like in this. And then then I find out they're the two seed. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, they they are more than in this. They're 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 one of those teams that were, are a good young team, but they're slightly overperforming right now but it makes them more scary in the future. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. So Maybe it's not quite their year, but like Phoenix. Exactly. Phoenix getting hot in the bubble type deal. Yeah. Now Phoenix yeah. is real. Yeah. No, I got you. Picking up when you're putting down. So from Bucks in 60 seconds, we're going to go to Packers news with Mike. And my question for Mike I think he answered earlier in the show. What are we doing at Whiteout, Mike? Or what news you got? Never mind. We're not. You already answered that earlier. So, so um, I actually have an idea for a few good options for the wide receiver that I haven't seen other people um, jump on that are young wide receivers that just didn't pan out with their team, right? That. I think have some skill and maybe just are in the wrong system. However, um, as far as like Packers news, I don't think we've done anything major since the Jerron Reed signing, which we discussed last week. Um, I'm trying to think back if something in there that I'm missing. No, I want to touch the overtime news or after. Oh, yeah. Let's touch the overtime news here because I would have told you. Give me one second. I'll throw out the five guys that I like for the wide receiver stuff. Um, I'll start with maybe like the most infamous one in terms of Packer fans, the Packer killer, uh, Scotty Miller. I think if we reached out to the Buccaneers, that's a guy that we could trade for relatively cheaply. He's not a guy that they use consistently on that team. He's a speed guy. Could be the guy that, um, blows the top off defenses for you. Um, Eagles seem to not be putting uh, Jalen Rieger in their, in their top three wideouts. Reach out to them. Um, I think he's only in his second year, though, so that's going to be a tougher one to pull off, right? Um, LaVishka Chenault had just been – this will be his third year coming up. Jacksonville does not use him. They went out and signed – a boatload of wide receivers and tight ends um doesn't look like they're planning to use him consistently in their offensive scheme um could try to scoop him up uh denzel mim from the jets same boat uh this i think this is his this might be his fourth year in the system with the jets he is a guy that basically sits at the end of their bench doesn't get the playing time he needs elijah moore has jumped him they signed Corey Davis last year. I want to say there's one more guy in front of them that 
like the Jets are placing in front of them on the depth chart. A guy that coming out of college, people were really high on, had a couple good games with the Jets, but isn't a guy that is playing on their starting team anyway. And then with the Bears, too, for I think one or two years, he's the one that threw a punch at some cornerback. Mims is? Um, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to interrupt you. but So so maybe I'm enough. wrong about Mims then, too, about him being drafted by the Jets and then being there. I must be I wrong. He, yeah. I, I don't know who. He might have been Bears, but I, I, I know he played with the Bears for a year or two. What's okay. the name? What's his full name? Denzel Mims. And then so – my last one is in Keel Harry, first round draft pick for the Patriots. According to ESPN, anyway, he is not in their top three wide receivers. Definitely not their number one, which I think they expected him to be. Reach out to them. Could be a guy that just sees a different system where it's not like the underneath throws all the time. Could excel in the Packers. Uh, and those guys are all like relatively young guys that, as Pat pointed out earlier, Aaron Rodgers can make some wide receivers. These guys are all guys that have some talent. Um, getting traded could really adjust their mindset. And then on top of that, being with Aaron Rodgers could like be like, oh, yeah, now I have to perform. Where if you're with the Jets, you don't – it doesn't matter if you perform. You're losing either way. Same with the Jaguars. You're going to lose whether you're good or if you're not good. I guess Eagles, Patriots, and Buccaneers, that's not the case. But those other two for sure, like – you don't have to perform at a high level because nobody else does either. And uh, the stat checking on the fly, Mims definitely did not ever play for the Bears. So, Riley what year pulled, is he in? R- Riley pulled a mic on on Mike. So that's Mims, good of you, Riley. I appreciate that. I got to be on my toes this is while you guys talk. So one sec. Mims is going to be twenty five going into his third year going into his third year okay so yeah i mean he was like i guess 23 that's not like a super old uh where is he coming out so he's coming out of baylor so i like it i want that guy just because i want to rub riley's face in it every so i'm thinking of javon wims javon wims okay yes well mike didn't say javon wims he said (laughs) yeah all right that's close enough close enough uh, so those five guys, I think, like I went through like depth charts today and on ESPN. So whether those are correct or not, and these guys could all make a little bit of a jump, but on the depth charts on ESPN, they were all guys that were non-starters. Um, Scotty Miller was a third string guy, according to ESPN. And I think he's definitely got some value. Yeah. Mike did his homework. I, I am actually very impressed. I'm going to look at these guys <laughs> guys tomorrow because i think i recognize two names so so chanel was a guy i was high on um two years ago coming out of the draft i thought that the packers might like take a risk on him i think it was two years pretty 99 percent two years ago thought they could take a risk on him coming out in keel harry i remember hearing a lot about how like i i'm decent buddies with a Patriots fan at work and like how he was going to just fucking dominate. So maybe that's why I think he could be good, but he was a first round pick first or second round pick for the Patriots. All right. I like it. That's, we got options out there. We got options in the draft. We got options to trade. 
Packers news is pretty dry. I think the only thing really was uh, LaFleur saying we need some more speed on the outside and looks like we're going to look for a fast guy. And I love that. I got a little Al Davis in me is if you run a fast 40, I want you. I remember my buddy called the Dontarius Hayward Bay pick when he went like first round fourth pick to the Raiders just because he was fast. He was a he went eighth, eighth overall. And like, he wasn't even like considered a top, like three rounds. Before but like his, he had, he had like a star in the college football game. So if you tossed it up to him, he was coming down with it. Yeah. Okay. He, he still only played for Maryland. It's not like he was fucking at Alabama or something. Yeah. All right. So this this might wrap up our episode, but I don't know yet because we are still going to do the Jersey draft, but we are going to do the Jersey draft in a way where it might be a standalone segment. So we're going to go. We did decide to do the Jersey draft as a standalone special. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I know this episode's run a little bit long, so we cut it here. But as always, thank you guys for all your support. We appreciate it. Um, We're having fun doing this and we're going to keep it rolling. And just for all you people out there that doubt the Packers, you can eat my shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.